Amen. Hey, thanks so much, and thanks for the Jordan compliment. My brother will be furious, but he's not here, so let him. Um, cool, there's my password. First and foremost, sorry for bringing the laptop. I know it's such an annoying thing. I wanted to put a sticker over it because it looks like you're just advertising, but today I'm using Keynote, brand new thing for an Aaron talk. I use it all the time at work. It's kind of what I do. I give presentations. I tell people about stuff, but I struggle with it in this environment. Now... The rule for giving presentations is assume the tech will fail. I'm sorry, Simos, I have to work with that assumption. So I've got my keynote there. It makes sure that I don't lose my place. Um, so that's that. I also should be aware of not coming too far this way because I accidentally dressed in all black like Johnny Cashman in a hoodie. Um, and uh, you may lose me in the shadows. Another reason I really shouldn't have worn black was just before I came out. Um, my son Joshua isn't very well today, so I've been even more lenient. And I know you've seen me with him on a Sunday morning. Even more lenient? What on earth does that look like? Simmer down, not kind. Um, but we were playing a game where he's got this like, pot and it's full of flour and he drives like diggers through it. And he's like, I was like, this is a nice game. And I went, Pippa, you go sit down. Like, Dad, I got this, right? And then so Josh started throwing the flower about. And I was like, this is, this is a weird game. Uh, but all right. So he's in his toy room. And he starts to really throw the flower about. And he's laughing. I'm like, he's happy. Let's just let him do it. In the end, we covered the dog in flower. We covered all the toys in flower. And then Pippa came back in at the point where we we're going, Nala's a ghost. Ooh. Um, so essentially, in summary, pray for Pippa. Um, the... Uh, Today we're talking about rest. Um, when it comes to rest, I do not speak um, as um, an expert, but somebody on uh, a journey um, with, with it. So we're going to talk a little bit um, about some sections. Keynote slide number two. Boom. Bible why and move from here. So why rest? With the subtitle of every day I'm not hustling for the Rick Ross fans among you. Um, so today we're going to try and cover a little bit of Bible, just a little bit about the why of rest and where we go from there. Next slide please, Maestro. Yes. So where do we start? We start in the very beginning, in the beginning God created. To have a theology of rest, we have to have a theology of work as well. I know we've covered that in part, but when I speak about this thing of rest, I want to be very, very clear that we're not talking about a laziness or uh, a not doing things. It comes from a place of having worked really, really hard and then finding something else. Because in the next bit, once God has created, we find this. In the beginning, God created. <laughs> See? That was, that was nice. It was a nice jump back. You thought I was going, one more time. And back. And forward. We're cooking. We're cooking. Right. He rested from all the, the work of creating that he had done. In the beginning, God created. And he went through that amazing creative work. Where we start is that our God, who we are made in the image of, he worked and he hustled. Whether you think it's a literal seven days or that is multiple millions of years summed up so we can understand it in, uh, in, in that way. I'm fine either way. Let's say both are right. We, can, uh, we don't need to talk about that bit, but what we do see, however you see it, is that God worked and God rested. And there is something about that as we kick off here, about that divine principle of working and resting, modelled for us by our God. We're going to move into Exodus. We're going to stay quite OT right now. For those of you who don't like uh, the uh, acronyms there, that's Old Testament. So we're going into Exodus. Exodus 20. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. 
Six days you shall labour and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. When we talk about making something holy, you can answer that, I don't mind. When we talk about making something holy, what do we understand as holy? We talk about setting something apart, making it completely different. We're talking about rest and we're talking about all of those, that wonderful thing and creating time and space to connect with God. We start with it being a command in the commandment, keep the Sabbath, keep it holy. If we see in six days God creating the entire world, literal or otherwise, and then taking that time to rest, I was reading a th- book this week, which Becca emailed me and she said, ah, oh, she emailed me a few weeks back and said, hey, there's this really good book that might be really helpful for your reading. And I, I like reading very much, but disclaimer, I don't massively like church uh, leaders' books. I find them a bit similar in some sometimes they're quite self-helpy and I was like oh uh, uh, because Becca asked me I'd literally do anything for Becca so I'll read it I'll be honest with you blew my mind who's ever heard of John Mark Comer did I say that right yeah Yeah, right oh man if I didn't have to have a like a handheld microphone get the love heart right now like I love John Mark Comer so I bought the book and uh, bought it on my Kindle and I was reading it on the train and the day after I had a really long car journey and uh, Amazon, like, obviously they're stalking you, so they send you a little email saying, uh, do you want to buy the audio book? I was like, yes, I do. So I'm that desperate to get as much as I can from this book. He talks about principles for Sabbath. And in summary, he tries to talk about an absence of, of, of rules and uh, setting things apart. What he tries to say is that actually in holiness, in God saying that this day is completely special. He said, in many faith creation uh, stories, there is a moment, then there is this thing happens, and actually because um, God interacted with the world, they create a monument or a temple or a statue or something. And what did God do once he had finished uh, the creation? He set a time, a time and space that we would permanently come to to remember him. That we would say that our Sabbath is really, really important because God modelled it, but because actually... What we're doing is returning back to this space of saying, God, you did all this. You are absolutely incredible. That's where we start here, is Sabbath as holy space to remember who God is. We do a really diva thing. Ryan, can you pass me my water? I forgot it. I didn't have enough hands. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Talk about yourselves. Deal with text. Amazing. So... We see in the Old Testament that this idea of Sabbath is, is a command. It's something that we must do. And yet, how much time do you actually make for rest? I mean, true rest. I, would always, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he um, said very, very proudly, he said, oh man, for the last three weeks, I've worked 13 to 16 hours a day. And, uh, and I think he kind of wanted a high five, but what he almost got was a slap. <laughs> Like, it's not clever, it's not cool. 
Like sometimes it's needed. I get that. I totally get that. And we've all been in those seasons where it's like you just get it done, you get it done, you get it done. But the second that um, the idea of hustle culture, I speak, those of you who don't go on LinkedIn, stay, stay away. It's a horrendous place to live. But there's this idea of like these hustle guys who are just like, you just work, you just work, you just work, you just work, you just work. Then eventually, boom, Rolls Royce. And, uh, and actually, that's really unhelpful because you get this idea that the, the requirement, the minimum thing to be human is to work and work and work. You find something you love and you're so obsessed with it, you want to do it 24-7. And that's great. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Find the thing that makes you you, that makes you tick, that is your absolute God design and work that out with absolute fear and trembling and just being like, Jesus, who am I? What have you called me to do? And work at being that. Absolutely. 100%. But always balance with that one day of returning and refreshing and saying, hey, God, who are you? Who am I? God left us a reminder, whether your Sabbath is on Sunday, Saturday, Friday, whenever, the important thing that is that we make that space for rest. I've been reading a book recently, apart from the one that Becca recommended, um, called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, by the guy who wrote Homo Sapiens and the other one um, about the future. And it's, it's an amazing book. It's really, really deep. But he talks about um, AI and machine learning and all those things. In summary, um, he's asking the question of when are the robots taking over? Um, don't worry, they're not. Um, but the, uh, he's, he starts to talk about this idea of actually what if the real challenge is actually to our, ourselves as humans, our humanity. The, he talks about machine learning and being like, hey, a computer can get really, really fast at doing something, but actually it's not going to develop consciousness. Is that what it means to be human? And actually he's starting to explore that side of things. What he said was the challenge is actually probably pre the robots rising up and taking over, which again, I don't think will happen. We'll be okay. Trust Elon. Um, the, uh, don't trust Elon. The... Um, but he says that actually the problem is, is that we rely so heavily on the algorithms to make our decisions that we just check out of the decisions. And for me, actually, coming back to it, is that we get so good at working and we find the thing that we love and we find the thing that we're excited about and we're like, yes, God, this is what you put me on the planet to do. And then we just work at it and work at it and work at it and we become so good at working at it that we forget the rest element, that we forget to loop back for that time to stop and say, God, you are enough and you are amazing. Guess what I've done? I've forgotten where I am on my keynote. What's the next slide? Yeah. So, for then and now, what we must not do, I don't believe, that's a very bold thing for me to say. Normally I'm like, hey, you think what you think, I'll think what I think, we're going to be okay. What we must not do is think of Sabbath as an Old Testament thing, as a thing that was the thing that is like, hey, it's one of those things, like the tattoos, or like the mixing of the cloth, or like all that stuff. It's, it's old school like that. I can, I can pick it up or I can put it down. I don't believe that's the thing at all. I believe that this is a universal principle that continues. That idea of Sabbath and the idea of rest. The idea of coming back and saying, God, who are you? Who am I? I celebrate your goodness. I believe that is a thing for right now. What are the enemies of that? 
potentially laptops, potentially phones, potentially the desire to have your house perfectly clean all the time, the potential for your dog to be absolutely knackered from a nine-hour walk every single day. Whatever it is that you find to fill your time, those things are, can be all absolutely amazing. But there is a trust element of Sabbath as well. A trust element to say, God, I am enough, and God, you are enough. Pippa represents a good percentage of the wisdom that is available to me in my life. Um, and she said to me, she said, hey, I heard this really cool talk, um, which, where the guy said, actually, the Sabbath thing was an even more of a trusting thing way back when, because what they're saying was they could have worked seven days a week and they needed to just to survive. This was not a case of them being paid overtime. This is not a case of them being paid extra. This is a difference between them eating and not. And actually, we see a small illustration of that in the... In the desert, I say a small illustration, we see an illustration of that where actually, you know, they get the manna dropped and then it happens every single day. And it says, right, this time, bake boil what you need, but do nothing tomorrow. That trust that God will be good again the day after, the trust that you can put everything down, the trust that you can lean in to the rest. Why do we rest? I believe we're literally created to work and rest. Different percentages of it, but why do we rest? Because it's needed. Again, I joked about LinkedIn, but you see the amount of people now who are like, hey, I'm just looking for my next role after recovering from burnout. Hmm. And people are really open about it, and that's amazing, and they should be. Hey, I've got this thing going on. I've got the stress. Um, I've got so much stress. I've got all this uh, I've got all these things, I just need some, uh, some guidance on this bit. Can anyone recommend X, Y, Z? Actually, what we see is there are loads of products of not resting. I'm not saying those things are exclusively related to not resting. Please don't hear me on that at all. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, we can find a divine rhythm of unforced, wonderful grace in working and resting. Why rest? Physical, mental, spiritual health. If you hear nothing else, that's the good thing for rest. In a world that asks you to rush more, to do more, and to be more, an amazing counter thing to that is, yes, absolutely, but I'm also taking this time. John Mark Homer, aka my new bestie, half heart, he says in his book that actually the idea of Sabbath is that it is just good. You aim for something that is good, that is life-giving to you. For you and I, that will be different. I joked about the uh, going on a walk. So for me, I would go on a massive walk with my dog. That is life-giving to me. I love that. That is part of my rest. Actually, I connect with God in nature more than I do in any other space. I just, he, I can very quickly get into a thing of, there is God. My goodness, creation. Especially now the dog is a little bit better behaved and I don't have to constantly apologise. Usually only two, three times a walk now. Boom. Um, what is good to you? What is life-giving to you? A lot of my week is spent, as I said, in presentations or on calls or trying to help the, the team which I lead to, to achieve the things that we need to achieve as a business. And I love that. I love that. And I could very easily work seven days a week at that. I love to work. And 
my, most of my experimentation is not with rest, it's with how, with how little sleep I can get. Before Joshua was born, I, uh, we got a dog. This is like the fifth time I've referenced her. I kind of love her. Um, we got a puppy and uh, I was so overwhelmed and I was so convinced that I destroyed our lives that I didn't sleep. Um, I didn't sleep for about four days um, and I was just laying on the floor in what is now Joshua's toy room and I remember just crying, just being like, I've broken our life. I've put some kind of demon-possessed hound. And then another experiment, I was like, right, if I can survive on very little sleep over a few days, I wonder what that would look like for wake-up time. So there's a time before Joshua was born. And uh, I experimented with what music woke me up better. So again, hashtag pray for Pippa. But like, I'd be like, right, 4.30 a.m., it's drum and bass time, let's go. Come on. Uh, that one didn't last very long. We're still married. Come on now. Um, but I'll always try and see how little I can sleep and how productive I can be. And I'm sure there are loads of people who connect with that in exactly the same way, that I always, I want to try and maximise my time here. For me, work is worship. Like, I love my work. I love being about doing those things. And I love trying to do, trying to do something new and being as optimal and good at that as I can be. Again, John Mark Homer talks about your work being worship, and I believe that. But the second that we come away from the idea that we need to work all the time and that we can trust God and lean into rest, I believe there is something brand new and special for every single person in that. The idea of Sabbath is holy. We can have the next one. Yeah. What is Sabbath? For me, it's a time to come back and remind myself of God's divinity and my humanity. I need to rest. We all need to rest. And actually, I'm reminded that God didn't need to rest. There's no need for God to rest, but he chose to, to model something else. When we come to the idea of God being holy and asking what our lives should be, in light of that, there are some things which I've found very, very helpful when we talk about Sabbath. We talked about the good. Find space to set aside, work with friends, family, whoever, and keep yourself accountable to that. Be like, I'm going to set aside this amount of time. In the coming week, months, couple of months, it might not be possible for you to even take a whole day. It might be that season of life. That's cool. Like grab a couple of hours and attempt to just come back to embrace the goodness of God. Create a God who created all beauty. What I love about the idea of God creating is that, is that he could have just given function. It could have just been okay. It could have just been, trees could have just been sticks with a blob of green. That's not who he is. You know, grass could have just been a mesh of green. Could have done the same thing, could have just released oxygen. See, I have no problem being uncreative with the idea of creation. But he didn't. He put beauty and he put things that actually you dive into trying to understand even a snippet of how photosynthesis, of how creation works and operates. You get lost in a... Is it David or Richard Attenborough? 
Who's the one who's not in Jurassic Park? Long lay for the win. Well done, mate. You dive into that documentary and you see something and you understand something else about the planet that God created. That might be good for you. Hey, you might want to dive into a novel. You might want to dive into something and make the time to just sit and chill in your garden. Consistent, whatever it is. Drinking good wine, drinking good coffee, drinking sparkly water, if that's your deal. Make time for rest. Make time to embrace the idea that God is good. God loves you 100%. He celebrates your work and he absolutely celebrates your rest. If we take one thing away from this, God is completely amazing. That could just be it. And he invites you into this journey of work and rest. Why rest? Because God modelled it for us. And he said, try and live a life that is in keeping with who I am and what I've done and what I've shown you. Try it out this week. See what happens. You may hate it. Sorry, the Bible says you've still got to do it. Soz. Lol. Give it a go. As you leave here tonight, if you go with that one thing, you are human. He is divine. And he's trying to speak to you about rest, I reckon. Let's pray, shall we? God, thank you for your instruction and your guidance. Thank you that that is always out of relationship and out of love. Thank you that you call us to both work and rest. This week, let us embrace what it means to partner with you in seeing something of your light and your beautiful fragrance be shared in this this world wherever we go. But I pray that at the beginning of this week that we would go for it, that we would not strive, but that we would just live in that unforced rhythm of grace. That we would work and that we would look forward to our Sabbath, to our rest. Jesus, I want to specifically pray for people here who are feeling on the edge of burnout, of something horrible. I pray, Lord, that you administer peace by your Holy Spirit. I pray that you administer life and love and all of those things. And I pray that the message would be embraced. Tomorrow is another day and I am with you. I pray for those who've got questions about what they should be working on and actually they're sick of resting and they're desperate to try for the new thing. And I pray that that time would not taint their view of Sabbath and rest. Lord, I pray for divine appointments this week. Lord, for a call from that headhunter, for an idea of a new business or an idea. Just something. Lord, that people would look forward to work and look forward to rest. I pray for every single person here. That the idea of Sabbath would become such a core part of who we are as a church that we go after what you've asked us to do we love every single person in our community no matter what or that we would 
that we would play our part in whatever you are doing in this world to see your name lifted high for that thing of revival and that Jesus we would also as a church model rest really well Jesus you're so good you're so kind and we absolutely love you in your name Amen I invite the band back up I could have been way slicker at doing that band come join me This week, do take that challenge though. Do lean into the idea of, of God journeying at every single stage, going with you into work, into rest. And let's see what he has to say this week, shall we?